break. Um, welcome to the latest episode of La Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 204. As you could probably tell in my voice, it's a bit downbeat, a bit disheartened. Um, yeah. Um, we're recording this the day after Sevilla won. Roma won. Sevilla winning 4-1 on penalties to win their seventh Europa League title. Um, yeah, this is going to be a, a cathartic therapist pod. Uh, with me today, I've got Joey. And he's probably just feeling the same as me. Maybe a little bit worse. Joey, you okay? Uh, you want the honest answer? <laughs> I've I've heard the honest answer, yes. Yeah, I can't go away from anyone that's listening to this. Uh, just completely heartbroken. I, I teared today. It hurts more today than it did yesterday. Um, maybe you're you're used to it more with Swindon, but uh, I'm mm. certainly not. Roma's always been my number one and pretty much only team that emotionally is like uh, I've, I've invest everything in, and just this is a complete heartbreak. Not just losing the trophy, but losing everything that was on the line, and even seeing uh, players that we'll get into, especially DiBala crying. It just I just I don't know I couldn't hold back. It's 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 really hurtful. Yeah, um, I wanted to cry yesterday. I think if we won it, I think I'd have been floods in tears. Um, there was chances, but yeah, um, I think it hit me a bit this morning. I didn't really sleep the best. Um, actually, to be honest, I actually did sleep pretty well, um, but I felt emotionally and physically drained when I woke up. I think as the day has gone on, I think probably less emotionally tired, just more physically tired. But yeah, I've I've witnessed it a few times with, with Swindon. Like I said off pod, uh, we had a playoff semi-final defeat last season on, on penalties. Um, same situation uh, with a debatable handball that's <laughs> not given. Um, and then we lost on penalties and but they struggled a bit this season. They get the team who beat us on penalties, then won the playoff final, which I didn't watch. And to this day, I've not seen the highlights. I've not seen the goals. But no, um, I was I was prepared for the worst yesterday, and then I dreamt for twenty five minutes of Champions League football <laughs> next season when it when Dybala scored, and then half time, and then yeah, the own goal, and then. It was. Would you agree? It was safety first from both teams. Both teams had chances, but I would go more a bit more in depth into the game. Yeah, it certainly was uh, safety first. Uh, I think they were getting a lot of tired legs out there. It was a long season, um, but with like you, Scott, with Dybala scoring that goal, um, I had flashbacks of last season. If you notice, it was almost around the same time. Yeah. Zaniolo scored the goal in the Conference League, and it was assisted by the same person, which was Mancini. That's so great pass. It, yeah, it was a great pass. We scored around the 34th minute, and if you remember, we scored around that time last year as well. And then the whole everything came out with the statistic that Jose has not given up a goal in a European final since his uh, Porto versus Celtic match in 2004. So, the 2003. You know, it was 2003, Henry, that's right. That's right. It was Henrik Larsson, the yeah, that's right. so, legendary Swede striker. You know what, Scott? I actually, for the first time all season, when we scored, 
I actually felt calm. I tell you all the time, I nervous all to the end. I believed in the one zero. I truly believed. And the one time I believed it failed. We, it failed. We got an own goal from Mancini. I mean, not his fault, but we got an own goal. We missed chances. Look, I, I can't say I love the way Roma played in the second half because I don't think it was great. But we ended up with the better XG, uh, just a little over 2, 202, I think, to Sevilla's 1.04. We had, uh, statistically, we had four big chances created to one. And the fact we ended with one goal and maybe we played a little too conservative second half, perhaps, but... I, I don't know. Maybe we could have been a little more daring or try something different because we were we were just punting the ball forward at times and it wasn't even going to Abraham, which I think they lost all confidence in in him to to win that. It was a, going to a lot to Cristante if you notice. They certainly I did, had a game yes. plan. Yeah, yes. they certainly had a game plan going directly to Cristante and he did super well. It's just he's not the striker and uh, I don't know. And then they brought Bolotti in. He misses that wonderful chance from Pellegrini's quick free kick. Good save by Bono. Um, that you got to touch on that, but nine times out of ten, you have to score from that. Yeah. Did he? I thought he missed the net, Bolotti. No, it, it, it was a, a, a fingertip, to be honest. Oh, Bono yes, yes, you're right. But uh, maybe I thought it wasn't going on target. I'm I'm not sure. But, yeah, it was a, it was a good save nonetheless. I'm not mentioning the refereeing yet because until you get to that part. We'll save that for a bit, Mr. Taylor. So, but I thought, I honestly thought, Scott, we had it, dreaming Mm. of Champions League football, winning another trophy. I had everything lined up saying about Dybala, you know, he he leaves Juventus, comes to Rome, wins within his first year, uh, wins something that he's always wanted. uh, And yeah, it just, it ended up being an own goal, which again, Sevilla didn't create much. Teams got very conservative. Although Sevilla had the ball, they were just, to me, they were aimlessly whipping balls in. There was nothing there. I mean, I, I don't recall Patricio having to do anything besides that one save, which he actually spilled, and then Bove intervened. I think it was an extra time. But like, other than that, I don't think he had anything to do. Did anything to do. And then when it got the penalties, Scott, Sorry, I sounded negative uh, to everyone. It was true. It, it was true. It was true. It was true. Yeah, it's and the reason I I knew it was over is I looked at who Roma had to take penalties, but then I also looked at Bono. I cannot forget what Bono did for Morocco in the World Cup in penalties. We saw what he can do. Like he's good at them. And Patricio doesn't give me confidence in saving penalties, but not even on him. I mean, he did what he could, um, even though, again, <laughs> uh, he was off the line, so we couldn't even get, you know, to go through another penalty because they had to retake one, but regardless of that. And just the penalty kick takers, they I don't think it was Mourinho's choice, but it says something, the fact that, uh, you know, after Cristante, that... It's Mancini and Ibanez that come step up. I don't know where the likes of Gini, El Sharari, Bellotti, I don't know where these guys were. I wish maybe Matic uh, kind of stayed on the pitch and Jose thought of penalties because obviously he would have been more confident than Bove. I don't know if he could have kicked the ball. 
given how bad he was, you know, how tired he was feeling. He was cramped, but he, yeah. Yeah, he just had to suffer through extra, but if he couldn't do it, he couldn't do it. I, I don't know. I, I don't think Jose really got the uh, the, the subs right. Um, Jeannie Wijnaldum came in. Uh, I, he didn't do very much. I thought maybe bringing on El Shirari would have been a better choice. Uh, keep that offensive flair up there to help with your attack, maybe score the goal. So his choices of changes, and I, the one thing I'll say is uh, negatively is he didn't make the right choices, uh, like I was saying, for substitutions, and I don't I really know if he was thinking of, of penalties as well. Mm. The, the guys he had on after, he couldn't use Dybala. I guess he took off Pellegrini because he couldn't play anymore, but we don't, we don't have really anyone confident enough to take penalties, and ultimately it had Mancini and Ibanez taking it at the end, and yeah, that's that's how it ended. Just gut wrenching, really. Um, first half, Roma played pretty well. Forty five minutes, they um, they were quite aggressive, had their chances, and going into one nil at half time. Uh, I was speaking to a few other people. I think if you get the second goal, clarity, the tie is pretty much not pretty much because the veal have come back in the past, but it makes the task a little bit harder. But you had the chance on Spinazzola, um, good save from Bono. Um, the I thought he should got, have done better, Scott, with it. Like all year with Spina, I don't know, but I thought he could have done better with that chance. Do you think if it fell to Pellegrini, it could have been a different situation? Pellegrini or Dybala, yes. I, I think yeah. it would have. Yeah, the goal... After the Rakitic Cristante coming together, it wasn't really a foul. I did see some people say it could have been a foul, but it was a bit of body strength. It was a coming together, wasn't it? And then Mancini playing the wonderful ball to um, Dybala. Excellent first touch. Took it under control. And one-on-one, you know what's going to happen with him. And that's why he started. Um and then there was a bit of five minutes at the end of the first half where Sevilla had more possession. Rakitic at the post. I think if that went in, I would need counselling just before half time. It, it was that was came at the worst time. And then I think the mind change may have dropped. Did the the mind it, it sort of changed and dropped a little bit deeper and deeper and retrieved. You had to take the bar off because he was cooked. I wouldn't have brought on Vinaldum. I would have brought on Al Shuari. Um I wouldn't have brought on Bellotti that early in the second half. I would have maybe probably brought him on for extra time. Um could have brought on Bove maybe a little bit earlier. Um for Matic. Yeah. Yeah, but and then Yeah, I agree. And even if you take out Wynal um even if you wanted to maybe control the midfield and you didn't want to put Australia, the way Bobe has been playing, it was it was hard to keep him out for, for that long. I would have brought, brought on his, his energy and aggression. Mm. But maybe at 1-0, Scott, I, I would bring on a midfielder to help control, but it was 1-1. You kind yeah, of wanted you, to push for a goal. That's why bringing more. El Shirari would have been... Yeah, that's why bringing El Shirari would have been a much wiser choice than bring on Wijnaldum. Yeah, the goal came up probably the worst time because Seville had a bit of a momentum. They brought on Suso and Lamella. Um, we'll talk about Eric Lamella in a bit. Um, he could have been sent off, really should have been sent off because 
everyone's favourite British referee, booked the wrong person. He put Lucas Acampos instead of Aaron Amana uh, in the second half of extra time. Um, there was the, we'll talk about the off the sideline stuff because that was a side story in, in itself. But the second half was just a bit chaotic because you had the Mancini own goal. Both teams had like half chances. There was the Abraham half chance, which Bono did well to save. And then Abanez scuffed from close range. Then you had Bellotti with his effort. Um, I think Ennisiri may have headed over, or that may have been in extra time. There was like drives from long range from Fernando, and I think it may have been... Suso, who came on, but then extra time happened. This morning hit the bar. Roma had opportunities with the free kicks. But the big talking point, isn't it, with 10 minutes to go in the first, in the second half, Matic does a cross. It hits, I think it's Bade, Bade, handball, penalty. You've seen them given. I tweeted it straight after the game and my Twitter has blew up. I think it's got close to 80,000 views and like a thousand likes and quote tweets and just oh, my Twitter notifications have gone through the roof. Penalty? Yeah, certainly was. I, I don't know how you miss that call in the second biggest stage of the of a competition, you know, just before Champions League. I, I don't know how this is not called. And mm. we knew this going into the game, how bad Taylor is as a referee and how much he doesn't like Mourinho while it shows. And it, there's a perfect example, Scott, looking at this. He was so quick to call the ben- penalty on Ibanez. Yes, which was, yeah. Var, which yeah. he had to have VAR come in to intervene and tell him, no, he really touched the ball. But then the other way, he doesn't want to go check a VAR. I, I don't get how they interpret the rule of handball. If the ball is, if the hand is close to the body, not moving, it is not a handball. Roma have learned, and so do Italian defenders, uh, which is fine. A lot of uh, teams in Italy, maybe they like to defend more. That's fine. They learn to put their hands behind their body. Yeah, or I've even noticed just that next- a lot. Yeah, where whereas um, Bade, he had his hand in the right position, but when the cross comes in, you can see he pushes his hand out. Even if it's slightly, he still pushes it out, which deviates the cross. That is a clear handball all day, and that just what's making it worse. Would we have scored the penalty? Who knows, but give us the penalty. That is 100% a penalty call in the 80th minute, and right then and there, if you score as you, – you should score most penalties, but mm. let's just say that's the case. Well, then the trophy's coming the other way. We just need to get better refereeing, and maybe Jose's a, a bit too much in the way he lashes out at referees, but, I mean, it's hard to disagree with him um, of how mad he was towards the refereeing. It's And it's – that's the biggest call, Scott, but it's throughout the game. Giving Matic a yellow 20 minutes in for a, a, a hand that went through near the guy's neck on a on a, on a jump ball is just ludicrous. Every foul yeah. yeah, every foul Sevilla was making, you think a yellow card is coming. It's not coming. Um, I know it's only a yellow card and it's not a red, but it changes the way guys play. 
They have to be less aggressive. They have to be more careful. They can't go in for a bad tackle. They might get a red. And then Roma were just picking up card after card after card after card. With a lot of them, I don't think they're either justified or if you want to give them the cards, give them to Sevilla. If you look at the yellow cards in the end, I think Roma had one more. But then look at the yellow cards that were given to Sevilla. I think a couple were off the bench, uh, guys protesting in the hundred and I think it was 15th, 16th, 17th minute when all the scuffle was going around. That's when most of those cards came out, not during the field of play. So I, I want to clarify that. So it was an awful game from Taylor, and he just did Roma completely wrong. And it just makes it hurt even more. Just like I said, the manner in which we were up, you know, we're good at defense, lost it on an own goal, not even a chance from Sevilla. And then you have Taylor's bonehead decisions. It just make, made everything worse. My mate, who I go and watch Swindon games with, he's on a, a Swindon podcast. He messaged me after the game and he goes, Welcome to the We All Hey Anthony Taylor Club. Don't know how he gets European finals. Lost control of that game. Now it's at half 11 last night. He's a, he's a Chelsea fan, so he's had his run-ins with Mr. Taylor. It's just my my other friend or or what Swindon with it said the same thing. He's also a Man United fan, and he screenshotted and sent me um, two incidents with Man United had in the in the group stage. Remember the penalty incident against Real Sociedad, which I think one of our favorite re- favorite Italian referees was doing that game and gave the handball. He may have done the Inter Roma game not not so long ago. Mr. Orsato, yeah, oh, I think he, yeah, yeah, but it just it just leaves a bitter pill in your in in your in your in your mouth. It's just like it was disgusting. Like to be honest, the way that the game was played, to be honest, I don't think it was a great final. It was not the best of games. It was cagey, um, but the theatrics from both sides was 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 laughable at times and it did descend into pretty much a WWE-esque battle royale where on the touchline everything was contested for and I think that's the way that Jose is at the moment he was like that last season he's been like that before it's all it's us against the world mentality I think as a fan I'm I'm okay with it but if you're opposition it's, it's a bit appalling but the way that Taylor refereed the game in the second half was just, oh, it was an absolute joke. There were, there were cards given to the wrong players. Like the penalty incident, that was never a penalty in a million years um, for Sevilla. Abanez wins the ball off a of Campos. A Campos, again, I spent, I think he spent more time on the floor than he did in the whole game. Took his penalty well. He did the old no look penalty. Um, but, I think he had a point to prove after his failed loan move at Ajax, but it's just, it was just a point. He was, he had the perfect view for that and he gave it and he had the perfect view for the other one and he didn't give it. We were, we were screwed. We were robbed. And it's, I'm bitter and I'm, I, I admit I'm bitter because it, it was an absolute joke. You see those handball given. If that happened in the middle of the pitch, that's a free kick hands down that's a free kick it's the same with obstruction if that happens in the middle of the pitch that's that's free kick but 
it's just the quick VAR check, the 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 way he did it, oh, he did it, it hit him on the side. No, it didn't. It was just the most obscene thing I've seen since the Trent Alexander-Arnold handball against Roma, which still baffles me five years later how that wasn't given. And remember, VAR wasn't in the Champions League that season. And then, oh, and no. Scott, that wasn't the only people tend to reference um, El Sharari's uh, the handball on Trent for El Sharari. Mm-hmm. People miss the time where they called Jekyll offside, but he Side. was offside and out yeah. him for PK. And yeah, then they Karius, also forget yeah. that. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Carries. And then they also forget in the first leg in Liverpool, uh, Salah was offside for one of Liverpool's goals. Yeah. So could have went through over so. Real Madrid and Kiev, but you never know. It's just, it just, it's baffling. It, I've seen it like week in, week out in the Premier League. He gets things so wrong, and it's just, oh. If I saw, well, we've all seen the footage. What Mourinho called him after the game, <laughs> but I'm not going to repeat it because I think we'd be taken off Spotify and all all the platforms. But he called him the C word. There's a there's a couple of expletives. I think he swore in Spanish, Italian, and English at him after the final whistle in the in the waiting for his, waiting for the bus. But there was just some very strange decision. And then basically with the last kick of the game in extra time, Abanez who's literally a bloody mess when he's got stitches and he's been battered from pillar to post and had a really good game. Uh, a Campos takes him out. Uh, Lamella takes him out after. Um, on the right-hand touch side. But he books Lucas Acampos. He doesn't book Lamella. And Lamella was booked previously for a, an incident on Matic. But, and then he was decisive in scoring his penalty. But the penalties is probably, as we've spoken about earlier, it was just... Um, I don't think Jose could have done any more because you got your three best players off the pitch. Isn't it? With... Um, Probably who would have taken penalties in, what was it, Matic, um, Abraham, and Dabala. And Dabala is, is 100%. Uh, sorry, and Pellegrini, sorry. Um, but I th- could Belotti and Vinaldum taken a penalty before and gone two and three and left Mancini and Abanez four and five? I don't. That's, like, that's the debate. Yeah. That's the debate, Scott, is why. El Shirari, Bellotti, and Jeannie Wijnaldum, I don't understand why they didn't take the penalties before our center backs. That I, I, I just truly I don't understand. And it sucks because if Abraham, Dybala, Matic, Pellegrini were all on the field, that's four guys. They Them four with Cristante would have probably been your five. Yeah, yeah. To take them, really. And we just didn't have any of them to do it. That's why... Uh, that's why I don't know. I know Dybala couldn't make it through the whole way, but the decision was right on Dybala. He gave you, I'm not going to say 60, I think he was on the field for 66 minutes. Yeah. Uh, he gave you 45 incredible minutes and he scored. You can't ask, for, you honestly mm-hmm. couldn't ask for more. He gave, he gave you the lead. But maybe for other, maybe Jose could have thought of penalties a lot earlier and, and try to suffer by keeping a couple of guys on. I, I don't know, but I don't know. The fact that Ibanez and Mancini had to come up and take them, it was just, I felt we were doomed from there. I felt sorry for both because, do you know what, taking a penalty in a final, it takes a lot of balls. And it you've does. got a lot. I applaud them for it, by yeah, the way. It's no fault to them. It's no, just, you, 
you've got yeah. bollocks the size of mountains to take a penalty in a penalty shootout. Um, I, to be honest, Abanias's penalty wasn't too bad because it was a great save from Bono. He got the fingertip onto the post. Mancini went for power, which is understandable. Is power over in placement. Cristante's penalty is probably the best out best out of three. Um, that's sure. the only one. Which the only one who scored. I, th- I even think. Um, I even think Bono kind of got lucky on on Mancini's penalty. If Mancini put a little less power on it, it would have went in because it was so hard. It yeah. would hit his foot as he was diving because he went straight yeah. down the middle. Yeah, he went straight down. He went off center to the right, but it's deflating. I hate penalties. Is the worst to lose. Um, it's, yeah, it was it was very deflating. Um, I couldn't even watch the trophy lift. I turned over. <laughs> oh, I turned it off. I turned it off. <laughs> uh, it's like, no, nah, I, I couldn't watch that. But could Roma done anything better? Was it the subs, the tactics in the second half? Better subs and better tactics in the second half probably been a lot better. Yeah, def- definitely, and uh, healthy Dybala, because to me there's a team, and, and I'm speaking offensively, like Smalling for defense. Defensively, there's a team with Smalling and without, and offensively there's a team with Dybala and without, and you can clearly see it. And um, we'll keep most of this part at the end. Maybe we'll talk a little bit of a little what the future holds, but if this guy stays, please, can we just – Get some offense around this guy. Where if he yeah. is not on the field, we can still create some chances. Just please, I beg of freaking, uh, I beg of Mourinho and I beg of Roma to do this because it it can't be how we play so much different without him. People will say, "Well, where's Pellegrini?" I think Pellegrini kind of has a different role in this team. He has to do a little bit of both. He comes back a lot more. So I'm speaking strictly on when you have, need guys to focus on offense, just. We need help around Dybala because that so, second sorry, half. Yeah, we needed more attacking in. Go ahead. Um, yes. Yeah, I line it up for you. Um, do you want to talk about the uh, La Jolla? Yes, I do. I wanted to mention um, this is one thing that has kind of softened the blow uh, from from uh, from yesterday's defeat was Dybala's words. Have you read what he said, Scott? I have. I have indeed. And I saw an interview he did previously on CBS. And his English is very good, by the way. I think it's because his girlfriend speaks the language pretty well. But yeah, um, I did. She um, does and he does as well. Yeah, um, I hope he stays. I think he will stay. He wants to win stuff. Um, I think... I'm more inclined to have him stay, and I think he will stay. I the next topic will be about the coach. But how do you feel about Dybala? Yeah, do you reckon he'll stay? Well, that that's it. I'm going to get to it. Um, I've always been in doubt whether he'll stay or not, and I want to read the following message from Dybala. And this kind of had me with his with his crying picture that I have. This kind of made me. Uh, this kind of what made me tear this morning. He said. I'm so proud of us and proud of you, uh, all the fans who followed us to Budapest and those who supported us from home and from the Olympico. Regardless of the outcome, we gave our best. Playing for this team is not just a sport or a job, but an honor. 
We celebrated together during this journey and also wept tears of suffering that demonstrated how much we value this cup and its fans, always Forza Roma. The fact that he says it's an honor to play here, and I remember his his defeat in the Champions League final um, with Juventus. Scott, it wasn't nearly anything like this. I think the, the love he feels to Roma and vice versa, and this message... I think it's a big message that he will stay and it kind of just helps soften the world because I want to see him lift a trophy with Roma. That is the one thing I want to see now is him lift the trophy with Roma. And I think he feels the same way. I think he wants to win here. Uh, and I really just hope we can restart with him next year. I do as well. Um, I think there was a there was a nice footage yesterday after the final whistle. I think him and the Manion Masters have become really good friends. Have you seen um, with the stuff on social media on that? And I think Matic went to console him, and he, he said in English, "You can lip read it. That's football." And Dybala nodded and agreed, and yeah, he consoled him. That was. That was pretty tough to watch. Um, I, I, I think he'll stay. I think he's got the love of the club. No one else took him last season when he was, I want to say, not damaged goods, but no one wanted to touch him. Roma took an opportunity of him, and we were penalty we kicks were blessed. away. Yeah, we were blessed, and we were penalty kicks away from winning a European trophy. And, Scott, I know we lost for making that, that final just gave that just gave that feeling to Dybala to have to motivate him to stay. And look, we know he has his difficulties like everybody else. Nobody's perfect. He has injury difficulties, which is fine. It's going to happen. He still ended up playing and appearing in 30, I think it was like 36, 37 matches in total. If you can get that out of him every season, maybe a little more, hopefully a little more, um, but you get suitable replacements, you know, when you don't have him, that's what I want Roma to think and plan for for next season. You're not going to get somebody who can give you 50 out of 50 games. It's impossible. Especially for a club like Roma, you, you can't get those type of players that are going to give you game in, game out. Um, uh, Erling Holland, Rafael Leal, almost Rafael Leal style, where they're just dominant you know, they're just dominant players that can play for you every game. It might not happen. Dybala, you can do things with him. Thing is, you have to work around some of his troubles as well, which is injuries. If his troubles is injuries, you have to have suitable players that come in and help create and help the offense flow as much as it as it does when he uh, when he's on the field. So I just hope they plan for it this summer. Uh, agreed, agreed. Um, should we go to the other not? white elephant in the room but the future of the coach do you feel Sunday is his last game with the club with the comments that have been said pre and post also uh, it's kind of hard I, I was going to say yes until what I saw this morning um, the uh, the video if you saw with his group saying to everybody that he wants to stay and it's an honor to work with them with the players but they need help Yes. So you know, it all depends. I'm not sure, Scott. It all depends on the conditions of of the freakins. What they do with what they do with him. He wants he's he wants two things, and I'm pretty sure it's clear to everybody. He wants another voice on the team, 
somebody that can help him be the face uh, and him not having to be the face when everything's going wrong against him, mm-hmm. whether it's referees or some sort of scandal or some sort of controversy, he cannot be the only one publicly speaking. That's, I think, the first thing one. You know who could actually help with that? Like Maldini is with Milan, like Morata is with Inter, some Tati would be perfect, absolutely perfect in that in that sort of role to be the voice and maybe to help with I don't know with Pinto and and market point of view, but that would be absolutely. And second, he wants his guarantees. We cannot continue um, like this as a team. If they want to compete for anything, you know, you miss Matic, you have nobody else. You miss Cristante, you have nobody else. Until Llorente came in, you miss a center back, you had nobody else. You miss Dybala up front, you have nobody else. Our strikers, and I said this last episode, I'm still with it. I'm done with Balotti and Abraham. I I think it's over. I, this final really, really settled it for me up front. I just, uh, I don't think I, I want to see them as the pairing next year. You might see one of them. I know Abraham had his struggles, but if we can fund the market by selling him, um, sorry, I'm going a little bit on a tangent, but uh, it just ties in with Mourinho. I don't know if he wants to see them up front. We need we need different characteristics. We need different players. He wants those guarantees. He definitely wants those guarantees. We need a creative midfielder, so he's going to want those guarantees plus another voice on the team for him to stay. Could you imagine a duo of Totti and De Rossi as the voice? That'd be quite yeah, iconic. That would be iconic. Absolutely, and they would they would certainly do a good job being the voice of Roma. Maldini's done an excellent job at Milan. Uh, I know yeah. at least Totti would. I know Totti at least would do it here. I know uh, De Rossi has more of a ambition to be a coach. But I know Totti for sure would be a good voice for Roma. He talks he he talks publicly about them all the time, anyways. So it's nothing new for him. Yeah, I agree. But on Mourinho, I think a part of me thinks he may have been gone before the final. But then I think the way that Roma lost yesterday, I think he may still have that hunger to do something at the club. I hope Sunday is not his last game because I think what he's done for the club, I know it it hasn't been great on the field with the style of football and and stuff like that, but he's taken the club to two European finals. Um, The league form's dipped a little bit, which is understandable because he threw all the eggs into the Europa League basket, but he's brought the city, the club the fan base together and as a family and the players all as one. And he's built this bond and this relationship together. And it's been really, really good to see if Sunday is his last game. Um, Cause he's, he's got suspension, isn't he? He's not going to be on the touchline against Spezia. I will be no, sad to see. Yeah. No, I will be sad to see him go because I was a bit, Umanaran at first. We've had our battles with Jose Mourinho fans on social media who um, at first were quite... How was the polite way to say this? They were um, intriguing and maybe a bit abrupt at first, but I think as he delivered a a European trophy, he's got... the, The way that Roma got in Europe, they got further and further into Europe you believed and then 
you had that belief that Roma could get Champions League football. It fell at the final hurdle, which is a shame, but he's done a really good job. He's made and this club. A, and it's the closest we've been in, in six years. Yeah. To, yeah. to, to Champions League. Through yeah. the two years of Fonseca, through the year where we sacked Di Francesco, uh, it's, um, it's honestly been the closest we've ever been. So, and I don't think our team is any somewhat better than what it was. So, no, no. I'm... Scott, let me let me ask you. I, I I definitely want to ask you this. If so, if you think Mourinho is gone, and we mentioned Dybala stays, you think Dybala will stay in spite of Mourinho leaving? I yeah, I do. I think he was because he's been given a second life. A lease, a second lease of life, um, and a club, and he's given. He's been given. Would you see? He's been given the keys to the kingdom, where everything now revolves Certainly. around him. Uh, everything when he's fit and firing, like you've seen in games this season, he's been unplayable. I saw the Monza game live where him and Abraham clicked. They turned up after twenty minutes, and it was just wonderful. And they were three and a half after like sixty minutes, and, and it, yeah, it, they, and they Scott, were, he he shows up, he shows yeah. up in the biggest moments. Besides yeah. that goal, you can tell any time he touched the ball, like it, it just there was something. The commentators are, were always like, "Wonderful touch from DiBala, wonderful first touch here, wonderful first first touch there." The chance that Spinazzola created, he generated it by being so patient. The cutback pass, the Chelik, like in that space, like. He just he just does it all, and it just I don't know. It's such a big part of the team, and with he and the bond he had with Mourinho, uh, I'm with you. I think he does stay. I just hope his decision doesn't change, even if Mourinho leaves. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I was going to say if it is his final game, Mourinho, I think they'll get an amazing send off, and who knows where they'll end up because it looks like if he does go to PSG. He won't have Leo Messi there because Messi is looks to be set to be even there. But that's all for a different. It could be completely different, and I could be horrifically horrifically wrong. And Mourinho could be the coach for next season, which I'll be absolutely ecstatic with because it looks like he's brought two players in for next season already, which is Evan and Dika, who won the Europa League with um, Eintracht Frankfurt last season, centre back. And a creative midfielder in Husamawa. And it looks like those deals are done. So if he does stay, he's got two extra bodies. But no, we'll wait and see. Um, before we wrap up, would you play the kids on Sunday? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a competitive person, Scott. For you as well, I want Roma to win this game, to have a nice send-off for the fans and... Yeah. I'll always be competitive. I, I will rather, if you tell me Europe or no Europe, then okay, uh, you know, besides Champions League, maybe no Europe and focus on OE. But the fact that we're automatically qualified, I want to beat Spezia and I uh, want to be back in Europa League and maybe win it next year. I want to be back because we don't know what's going on with Juventus. So yeah. let's not put any doubt in having UEFA try to ban them from cups. Just, it looks like you know, they will. Roma win the game, they're... They they probably will, but let's not leave any doubt. I want a proper yeah. send off now. Win the game, win it comfortably. I know Dybala can't play because he had that swelling in his foot. He was walking uh, with a limp, so he definitely won't play. 
Uh, I want to see maybe a good showing from Sobakin, but send the crowd off with a nice, you know, a nice victory. Uh, qualify for Europe without having Juventus being banned from cups. I'm talking about Europa League, so uh, definitely want to win. Play your best that you can, whoever can play. I, I certainly would. Um, just and just kind of go for it. Play a four back. You know, try to play a bit exciting. Play a four back. Uh, try something different. They they look pretty good when they ran in the last couple of games leading up mm. offensively, leading up to uh, to the final. Uh, and did. for you, Scott, I want to see an exciting game for Roma for you. I want them to win. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. I, I fly out Saturday morning, so this time tomorrow I'll be in London, even though there is a train strike, but I, the, there is trains running. So, yeah, um, this time tomorrow I'll be in my hotel um, with a McDonald's because my hotel's right next to a McDonald's, and, but I've got an early flight and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it's my third game of the season. It's my, I think it's my 42nd game this season and my 17th overall this year. Um, my first game in about three weeks, <laughs> which, which is good. I, I'm digressing. I'm digressing here. But yeah, um, before we wrap up, Joey, do you have anything else to add? No, that's, uh, well, yeah, I'll just say I'm always, you know, as much as the defeat hurts uh, and seeing how, how uh, let's say, down everyone is, it's good. It was good to suffer with, uh, you know, with other Roma fans and getting through this difficult period. And I'm extremely proud of the group. I think they did went beyond their limit uh, in terms of what they could do. Uh, and just a few bad Injuries and luck was was away from making our objective goal of Champions League. No Dybala injuries, or he plays a little more. No uh, missing eight players, you know, in in a few games down the stretch. I think we make it. So I'm extremely proud of the group. Uh, gutted by the result, and as always, Forza Roma. Agreed, agreed. I was going to go on a tangent about toxicity on social media of other fan bases. I just can't be bothered, but no, I I echo your sentiments. We we win together, we lose together, we suffer together. We're we're a fan base. We're an emotional fan base at times, um, maybe a bit too emotional, but that's understandable. We've we've been we sacrificed a lot, and we've been starved of success. But no, I, I'm like you. I'm extremely proud of this team and what it's done. Um, who would have thought we got to two European finals, one one, and were penalty kicks away from winning the other, or maybe a, a potential penalty away from winning it in normal time? Yeah, if we recorded this yesterday, I don't think I, 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 there would have been more expletives about a certain referee. But I will leave it there, um, guys. You can follow us at themagicast.com. You find all our previous episodes on the website, and you can find us on all podcast platforms: Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc., etc. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday to record uh, the, the review of the final game of the season. Uh, I'm back Tuesday after the game, so Tuesday evening I'll be back in the country Tuesday afternoon. Um, but yeah, Joey, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you as always, Scott. I'm I'm glad we had this uh, this talk, this little therapy and cathartic um, session. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, but it, it it was nice to kind of get some of it, uh, you know, off the chest.
My final thing is, would you prefer to have lost in penalty shootout or lost in normal time? Oh, um, it's probably a double double sorted uh, question. <laughs> it depends. Are you talking about a like a like a one two zero loss, or you're talking about where we're up one two zero one. And losing two one? Yeah, two one. Yeah. Or do you just prefer that it, we took it all the way to the end and then was like we lose it on penalties? Uh, no, uh, probably. I I definitely would prefer the. Taking it, uh, no, it, I don't know. They, they would both hurt. They would hurt more, Scott, and they would they they hurt more than you know not scoring and being and just losing one to two zero and say, well, yeah. we just weren't up for it. But the fact yeah. they're up one zero, no matter which way you you spin it, slice it, whatever way you want to look at this, it hurts mostly because we were in we were in the game of how we wanted it to be. We wanted to be in the situation of 1-0, this was Roma's biggest strength for as, for as long as Jose's been there. And we switched to three-back. Being up 1-0 was, was the thing everybody wanted the most, especially myself. And that is what we thought would make us win it, was 1-0, and we just defend and game over. But it just we just didn't have the legs, and it just in the biggest game, it just wasn't meant to be. Football is a wonderful sport, but it can be the cruelest sport in the world as well. But, nah, yeah. Um, I don't think I would have taken both defeats very well, um, just because maybe the manner of the defeat. This is going to hurt. Like I said earlier, this is going to hurt for a lot of people and for a long time. Um, but, yeah. Um, Jerry, thank you once again. We, we both sound shattered. We both sound deflated, but I imagine we're both very proud of this team. And so, it, like, with the scenes that before we wrap up, the scenes at the end with the players, with the crowd, with the fans, I think that was really great to see. It, it certainly was. Um, like I said, proud of the team, gutted for the result, but uh, we'll continue to support them and uh, thrive for better next season. We'll be back stronger. Force Aroma. Force Aroma and ciao.